0: The Swedish ambassador was inviting us to an event at ISA Aerospace. I have a picture of the back of my hat and saying like, okay, I was there.
1: And that's enough. That's enough. When you hang pictures in your apartment, you can hang this one because you're literally on it, huh?
2: And you should put captions on it with, this is Amelie Schönewald and Botschafter Per Töreson and Henrike Hedel from Tech Review." <laughs> Hi and welcome to episode 47 of the tech review, where we bring you all the latest and greatest or sometimes not so great news about the tech world. Join us as we dive into the deepest depths of innovation, social media, and the ever-evolving world of technology. So sit back, relax, and listen to our favorite articles of the week. On camera three today, we have Vincent. On camera two, this is Enrique, And on camera one, hi, this is me, I'm Tarek. Tech Review is a collaboration of Ideas Engineering, Freetech Academy, and Update.com. You can find all the episodes on YouTube to watch or listen to us on all major podcast platforms, such as Spotify and Apple Podcast, while you work out, drive, or maybe even travel through space. This week I messed up the recording and I lost the first few minutes of audio, which is why I am re-recording this intro right now. Today is a special episode, because Henrike visited a press event of ISAR Aerospace in Bavaria and had the chance to speak with ESA reserve astronaut Amelie Schönenwald. Last year we discussed a Swedish startup which developed industrial origami for outer space and this year Sweden opens a new spaceport in its range. So it's a great continuation of this story that Henrike also met the Swedish ambassador Per Töreson on this event who talked about the Swedish space program. The rest of the audio is okay, so I hand back to Henrike.
0: This week, like two days ago, on the 24th, there was an event which kind of was connected to this opening. The Swedish ambassador was inviting us and other colleagues to an event at ISA Aerospace in Ottobrunn. Ottobrunn uh, is a small space town. I don't know if it's a town or a village south of Munich because Sweden is currently holding the EU Presidency, So he's kind of touring the country and first visit or the first stop was in Ottobrunn at ISA Aerospace. And uh, yeah, as said, we were invited, which made us really happy because our uh, loyal listeners and viewers probably remember that in October last year, we had a space special during the World Space Week. And we actually talked about an article that was dealing with a Swedish startup who brings industrial origami to space amongst other articles that we discussed. But this is kind of the connection that brings us to this event. So anyways, uh, we got invited and the participants of this event were the Swedish ambassador, obviously, the German astronaut reserve Amélie Schönwald, Then there was a representative from um, SSC, which is the Swedish Space Corporation, and the managing director of ESA Aerospace, Josef Fleischmann. And this article here from the Süddeutsche Zeitung is a pretty good summary of the day, but I'm going to add a little bit, yeah, comments from my side, what I observed or what I feel worth mentioning besides uh, what's written there. So yeah, please feel free to also interrupt me if you have questions or remarks. Yeah, so maybe basically about ESA Aerospace. They are part of the new so-called new space scene in Europe for which, as I said, 2023, Will be an important year, not just because the spaceport opened, <laughs> they not really have something to do with that, but they all try to have their first launch this year with their new rockets that they built with they I mean Rocket Factory Augsburg, which is a direct neighbor to ESA Aerospace. Then there's also startups or like space companies in Scotland, Skyroa and Orbex, and then also Virgin Orbit in UK, who are currently like on the way to, to have their first launch this year. And then, I mean, also the widely known Ariane 6 from ESA is also hoping to have the, the first launch this year. So it's actually kind of a small European space race, if you will. So, uh, which is pretty pretty exciting. The managing director Josef, from from East Aerospace, he also emphasized that you know, like currently, the European space industry is at a neuralgic point. That's also what written in the article. Obviously, the war in Ukraine um, currently makes cooperation with Russia. Pretty difficult and it's going to stay like that for a longer period of time. And then since Ariane 6 is not yet at the market and Ariane 5 is phasing out, this leads to great opportunities for the private space sector in general. And ESA Aerospace themselves, they are focused on building small rockets and also sees themselves as a launch service provider also in the long run. Because this was a question that we upfront wondered when we, you know prepared for the press event, whether or not they really want to focus their expertise only on building launchers for small satellites, or if they want to diversify their portfolio, maybe even start building satellites themselves. But this is not the plan at all. They rather will look into, yeah, go into like reusability of their launcher once you You know it's kind of established but no plans at all to diversify which i found really interesting because i mean this could then set them even more apart from the other you know direct competitors in the field in in europe right now they said they target to reach 30 to 40 launches per year at one point, for, that's probably realistic in like 10 years from now. Compared to SpaceX, they are currently having two to three launches per week. So it's still, I mean, they're ambitious, but they do not actually see themselves being like the little SpaceX of, of Europe in that regard. It would still be less than what SpaceX is doing at the moment. So how come they have a connection to Sweden? <laughs> Esa Aerospace, they have a test center in s-range that was inaugurated in january so this is kind of why why did that take place there but what i found really interesting as well is although orbital launches are now possible from s-range where they have a site already since 2019 they do not plan to make use of that for their orbital launches So they said no, um, our first launch ever from their rocket spectrum, by the way, that's the name of the rocket, will take place from Anduja, I don't know, it's an island in Norway, and later ones will also start from French Guiana, where also Ariane 6 will be launched. And this is kind of, I, I, I really don't understand why not, because I was explicitly also asking like, okay, but you know, you're already there, you have test facilities, now you can also go to space from there. So why don't you plan that? And it's like, just, no, it's not on our roadmap, how to say, but okay. Cause I'm also, I think it's mentioned in that article or maybe I read it somewhere else, but SSC, they still also haven't announced who will be the first, you know, company to launch from there now it's they also say it's planned for later this year but yeah it's not clear who it will be so a lot of uncertainty at this point what was interesting also we had a little walk through the production facility you can see it on the picture uh, that is actually displayed there right now um where you see obviously the delegacy and not not us walking around but we walked through it and interestingly enough i mean ESA Aerospace is founded in 2018. They're just four years old now. They built this or, like, inaugurated this production hall in 2020 and is already too small <laughs> <laughs> for all the uh, contracts that they have and all the um, missions that they're going to fly. So they're currently looking for a new location also in South Bavaria, but also haven't enclosed yet where they will move to. But they're, I mean, they're grown like crazy which is just another example of you know how much potential currently is and how much growth in the new space sector that i mentioned fun fact yeah if you actually scroll down a little bit because fun fact because i think i i talked with vincent about that the other day that and i was sad that i don't have a picture of myself being present at this event because i mean nobody is taking pictures of the press people (laughs) and we weren't uh, we weren't allowed to take ones ourselves this picture like this blonde hat that's mine <laughs> so, so i have a picture of the back of my hat and saying like okay i was there
1: and that's enough that's enough when you hang pictures in your apartment you can hang yes. this one because you're literally on it huh
2: Right, right. And you I should know, like right? put captions on it with this is Amelie Schönewald and Botschafter Fer Torreson and <laughs> Henrique Hedel <laughs> from Tech
0: Review. You can see it uh, yeah, there's no yeah, no way this is someone else than me. This is clearly my my hat. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, but so this is a, also like yeah.
2: Yeah, it, it's it's a learning. If you are on a press event, always sit between the photographers and the celebrities.
0: Or always face the the back of the room and not the <laughs> stage. <laughs> like, then there would be my face now on this picture.
2: <laughs> always creepily look into the cameras.
0: Oh gosh, imagine. <laughs> yeah, next time. Next time I put it on my lessons learned. Um, but yeah. I mean, speaking of Amélie, who is visible there, um, that was the best part uh, for me personally, at least, uh, that I had the chance to have a short interview with her. It was really short and really brief because it was, you know, we were super delayed. The whole morning or agenda didn't, you know, completely worked out as planned. And so we ended up in one of the side rooms having like a, I don't know, five minute eight minute conversation in between different agenda points but anyways uh, still we had a conversation that was pretty interesting and i brought some statements from her with me today it's in german though and we're an english podcast so we're going to translate it briefly afterwards but yeah I have five statements in total. And the first one is about yeah exactly also the discussion, private space and, and governmental space, if you will, because I asked her if she would choose to take a private space flight if she had the chance and, you know, like decide for this over her astronaut reserve position within ESA. Since it's an astronaut reserve, you know, you kind of have it in the name. It's no guarantee that she will go on a space flight after all. So, yeah, let's listen to what she let's said. Let's
2: hear it.
3: I think, first of all, I have to think a little longer. But actually, I think my answer is that it's a big difference whether you're an astronaut, mhm. a astronaut, who is trained and und goes wirklich there a job, or whether you want to a tourist. Nach oben will. Mhm. Und für mich persönlich ist das Touristen-Da sein, ja, das ist mal spannend, macht man mal, hat es dann abgehakt aus seiner mm. Bucketlist. Mm. Das ist nicht das, was ich mir vorstelle. Ich habe tatsächlich ein Interesse dran, das als Job zu machen, als mm. Lebensaufgabe und nicht nur in Weltraum zu fliegen, sondern alle anderen Aufgaben, die damit zusammenhängen, auch noch zu erledigen.
0: Yeah. Alright. So she basically said, um, being a space tourist is a nice one-time thing, but she decided to become an astronaut and having this astronaut position because there are so many other aspects to this role, not just going up to space, but also duties on the ground and also also up in space, all the experiments and all the work that you have to do there. And she decided for that on purpose, and that's what she wanted to do. She wants the whole package and not just the the one-time opportunity to be up in space.
2: Um, I really love it that, that today uh-huh. we have the opportunity to just, ah, Sorry, I'm I'm pe- fighting the cat during this podcast <laughs> because Alex is not at home and so I don't have anyone to wrangle the cat. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, what I wanted to say was, I'm going to cut this later. <laughs> uh, I, I love it please that we don't. are living in the time. Please don't cut it later. <laughs> yeah. And the reason <laughs> why my camera is now fading out <laughs> is because the cat is in the way and so the filter is not able to match anything. <laughs> oh, I love it. Can you please turn off the, the effect for a
1: moment let, just for yeah, us to let, show how the cat is, is fighting you there?
2: Let me let me try. Where, where do I switch off the filter?
0: Oh yeah, another filter, but <laughs> he's drinking out of <laughs> that nice. didn't really work, Tarek. But <laughs> okay,
2: <laughs> yeah. So there, there's the cat. There's the cat, and she's currently drinking out of my cup. That's that's oh, just great. <laughs>
1: oh, no, no, <nah>. no. <laughs>
2: so that's that's my chance uh he's he's uh distracted so what i wanted to say in this very serious podcast that we are recording right now is that (laughs) i love that we are living in a time where uh we can say something like yeah uh flying through space as a as a tourist is a nice thing for my bucket list but uh, of course i want to do uh, larger things right so uh, only space tourism on the side
0: (laughs) Yeah, true, true. And I mean, I I totally get her point because there's, you know, more to this experience. But I don't know if I, I mean, she obviously is also trained and knows how to answer these questions. And I I totally get her point at the beginning, like this is something to think about a little bit longer because, I mean, I also told her that, (laughs) that I applied but didn't make it as far as she did, obviously. But at one point, I would I would struggle if really like being faced with the decision. Okay, you have this astronaut reserve. You do not know whether there will be a chance for you at at all to go up to space. I mean, it's more likely than for anybody else because you're kind of already in the loop. But still, or here's your ticket and you can go up. It's it's a really tempting offer, and I I don't know. I would probably take it. But yeah.
1: Uh, Enrika, I yeah, don't that's I don't I don't know if you understood her right, to be honest, because what you showed me and what you told me doesn't sound to me like um she is against private companies going up there. Maybe I understood her no, right. No
0: no I, I no it's mm-hmm. she but is but this
1: not. tourism. Mm-hmm. But this tourism, to me, sounds like the way she says says it, to me, it sounds more like there is tourism. It needs to be very carefully regulated because space is anything else but an easy, free space for everybody. We have the same discussions when we're talking about satellites. But to me, it sounds more like that she says that the job she's doing is specifically important. And it's specifically relevant that we have people like her doing this job. So I, it didn't sound to me like she's critical of tourism. It's more that she says she is very in favor of a clear regulation.
0: I mean, no, no I mean, the question was whether she would present at the chance you can go up with a private, you know, as as a space tourist with a private uh, company. Um there are so many out there offering this now or, you know, at the cost of not being able to go up to space in your ESA role because there's not sure if you can go at all, what would you do? Would you choose that? Is it the goal for you to go up in space, to to have this experience, to be there? Or is, you know, being a career astronaut more important to you and you would decline this other thing? That was kind of the, the question. So... And but was, then maybe I, mean, I
1: don't get to get the question, right? Why would this be in either or? Yeah, I mean, why? Why, why do
0: you need the, to choose? That was that was simply the question. That was the.
1: <laughs> but but, but <laughs> wait, but what is the motive? What was your motivation behind the question? I mean, it's, it's isn't it even more realistic that somebody with professional space expertise is also invited on a private flight, then so to me, there is. I, I don't yeah. see this happening that you need to choose between professional space flights and private equity tourism.
0: No, I mean, yeah, kind of you do because you're like part of the, I mean, just now guessing, you're part of the ILA Corp, you're part as an astronaut reserve, you're part of a team, but you do not know whether you will ever be matched with the mission or not. Could be that until the end sure. of time, she's a reserve, and she doesn't get presented the chance. Yes, I mean, if the if this is a unique scenario, I think she also mentioned it in a later question, because there's never been this astronaut reserve kind of situation before. So maybe when she now in her role got presented like a lottery ticket is I would be like, Yeah, well, do whatever. And this doesn't affect your status with us at all. But if you're a career astronaut, you know, but what's her goal, you know, to become a career astronaut to get matched to a mission, then you have a, then you're an employee of ESA. And then, obviously, you probably wouldn't, you know, apply or pay or, you know, go with a okay, private but, company. You okay, know? So I, this I is like, you have the chance know. now. Do you take it? Or do you wait for the, you know, to get matched on a mission and go up to space? Okay, arm. but
1: isn't it a bit like asking if a Lufthansa pilot would fly at Amex just because he is not on the current schedule? I'm that, To me...
0: Yeah. No. Because,
1: no, But, but <laughs> why would a private... No, but why would a career astronaut or say a career pilot not take a ticket, if possible, to space, if this is her purpose and dream, and specifically with astronauts, we have the situation that it's really a dedicated job. As pilots, it's a bit more, obviously There's it's very unrealistic being a pilot and not being in the air. But this is, I think in favor of my point that an astronaut says, I'm an astronaut. So this person is very, very, very about going to space. So, okay, yeah. she is, this is her job. So why? it uh, why wouldn't she not why would she not take a ticket if presented the chance i mean jeff bezos invites people up well, in why would she say yes the, uh, no why is she, would she say no there is no reason for me right now
2: maybe because if
0: she's a yeah. yeah no
2: I just I just uh, thought about maybe the the term of space tu- tourism is not uh, clearly defined because on the one hand of course if you are rich and you just buy a ticket for a, a shuttle to space and fly around and enjoy like William Shatner did and uh, come um. back and then you are a space <laughs> tourist it's it's the one thing but maybe we are t- also talking about this opportunity about the with private space companies for I don't know what kind of trips where you get into some kind of commitment with some company and this endangers your status with ESA because ESA there you are under contract and they maybe have exclusive rights to your service as an astronaut or in in the reserve.
1: But again this is a very hypothetical point I think because uh it is, again, I'm taking up the same example. It's like saying uh, as a, a, a pilot for Lufthansa in his private time is not allowed to take a plane from Emirates and not fly it himself or herself. He is just traveling with it. To me, th- this is why I'm so wondering about the question, what the intention behind this was, because to me, this doesn't match up.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, but I mean, this is maybe the diff- difference because even if you as Based, yeah, I mean, it all comes back to the definition of space tourists, but you're kind of still flying a different vehicle from a different company. I mean, you okay, obviously get a, a basic training. You're not just, yeah, because you. it's then comparing it, I think, to Lufthansa pilot actively flying and other airlines. Yeah, but airline. what?
1: But but it's for private sake. Why why would this be an issue? Well,
0: I like, don't know. Why would I we connect? Would why
1: would we cut her freedom to fly? Like, who would do that? Isn't that a free? Uh, like, is, isn't that are we free, free to do what we want?
2: Yeah. I, again, I think the question is if you are as a passenger on there for like a space cruise, uh, on on a space cruise ship. Or if you are under contract with a private company to do something something and you call this tourism because it's not based on a governmental flight from ESA or NASA.
1: But, but like why would it be a problem? If she's a pilot? To
0: like a, sorry?
1: Why would it be a problem if she's a pilot? I don't get the point. Why why let, let her be a pilot? Who cares?
0: But if she has under contract with I don't know if we missed if we like miss the point of each other right now.
1: <laughs> okay, because she's under contract, but yeah, is the contract? Does the contract have a paragraph saying don't fly with other companies?
0: But I don't know. <laughs>
1: yeah, but so why are we asking this?
0: Because it's it's a different kind of. Is the goal to be up in space, or is the goal like the the way there and everything that's connected to it? It's like the career versus the one time let's see the world from above and then i'm back on the ground and that's all i ever wanted bucket list check i'm happy or do i want to have this you know with all the experiments all the work all the the career as a job as, as you mentioned is that what she's going forward to you yeah know, putting he, the experience yeah. over the job
2: I think the the essence of what she was saying according to your question was that it's not the trip to space that she's after she wants to work in space she wants to have a mission and do something yeah. in space for her yeah. career and so um, even if someone were even if she weren't an astronaut and someone would uh, offer her to go to space just for fun it would not fulfill her dream to become an astronaut because only this mission is this what what she's striving for this is how I understood her her answer. Yeah. So in, and in, in, in I, w- this- I,
0: and I just added as a remark, I would probably say. <laughs> I just want to go up. <laughs> I want the experience. If that's Yeah, the
1: but you would to also do the work, right? The I could. mean, would you, sure. would you be presented yeah. with both? Yes.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's why I also applied because I I knew it's not just about a nice trip up there, but there's um, a lot of other work connected to it. But would I be presented with this, you know, two tracks now? Yeah. I would choose the experience, I guess.
2: But you had uh, some other questions for her, right?
0: Oh, sure. Yeah. (laughs) More. (laughs) So the second one was then about um, if she would be free to choose a mission what this mission would look like what she would like to do
2: let's listen to it
3: ich glaube tatsächlich dass es relativ ähnlich zu dem ist was dann eh schon warten würde auf mich mhm. weil ich äh, diversität sehr toll finde und jetzt nicht nur was äh, was menschen angeht mhm. sondern auch was forschung angeht aktuell ist es ja auch so dass die astronauten die tatsächlich auf der iss sind Sachen aus der Materialwissenschaft machen, aus der Biologie, aus der Chemie, aus äh, Physik, mm-hmm. aus diversesten verschiedenen Fachrichtungen. Yeah. Und genau das würde ich mir auch selber gestalten wollen, dass yeah. es jeden Tag ein bisschen anders ist, dass man mal ein medizinisches Experiment macht, mal was aus der Materialwissenschaft, dass der Tag einfach bunt bleibt. Und was ich auch unbedingt haben werde, ist genug Zeit, um dann tatsächlich zu kommunizieren. Mm-hmm.
0: So, um, yeah, she basically said that she would want to like to do a bit of everything (laughs) like all different kind of experiments whether it's related to physics or biology medicine whatever it is um, having this variety and diversity in her daily life up in space that's what she would aim for and also the aspect of then communicating it and you know make it known to us on earth I guess so do something good and talk about it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah so
2: in other words she she does not want to commit to a specific type of mission that she would want for herself yeah. uh she wants to keep all options op- open <laughs> yeah very clever
0: yeah true
2: but i mean it's true it's it's not like um we have this this um specificity ...of a mission where you have to commit to one type or the other. There are, these missions are coming up and I think most astronauts... ...they have this general training for... ...they, they have their core ability and then their special um, astronaut training. And so I think um, we're not there yet that we have specialized crews... ...where you have like the physics astronaut crew... ...where you have sp- specialized space physics people... Uh, who are only capable to do this one specific mission
0: exactly i mean this is yeah this is also like a topic that i like often you know talk about why agencies like ESA are limiting the possibility to apply for astronaut roles to people who coming from these specific fields when in the end they end up all up there doing all kinds of stuff not even related to their field of expertise which is you know I mean, yeah, they limit the pool of of people actually even able to apply at this point already.
2: I think this was a very conservative approach to this for, from a time where you had a lot of applicants and only a few roads or a few jobs for astronauts. And I think in the future it will shift because you will have a lot more openings and fewer candidates. And so I'm, I'm pretty sure that they are going to open up these possibilities to more people. As we see with private space academies right now where they say, uh, yeah. okay, everyone can potentially become an astronaut because... The the demand in the future for uh, space personnel will will grow, and everyone who's able to do this is going to have the chance for this.
0: Yeah, well, let's hope so. Okay, let's <laughs> jump to your
2: third question.
0: Yeah, the next one was about the next steps in regards to her role as an astronaut reserve. It was about will she basically get the basic training now, or, you know, what's what's her role right now having this title.
3: Dazu muss man sagen, dass es ja zuvor noch nie offizielle Reserveastronauten ja. und Astronautinnen gab. Ja. Das heißt, es ist alles noch ein bisschen formbar. Aber aktuell ist es so, dass die Karriereastronauten, ich glaube, am ersten, nein, am dritten April fangen sie ihr Training an. Da geht es dann auch schon los mit, mhm. mit Tauchtraining und solchen Geschichten. Und äh, wir Karriereastronauten, wir bleiben weiterhin in unseren Jobs und kriegen hier und da mal ein Event mit, kriegen mal vielleicht eine kleine, ein kleines Pressebriefing. Und dürfen unsere medizinischen ähm, Zertifikate wiederholen jedes Mhm. Jahr. Das ist auf jeden Fall Teil. Aber ob wir die Grundausbildung zumindest in Teilen mitmachen dürfen, das wissen wir gerade noch nicht. Aber es könnte sich in den nächsten Monaten ergeben.
0: Okay, ja. Me always being like, ah ja, ja, (lacht) ja, (lacht) ja. (laughs) this was the whole conversation so what she said was that what I also mentioned already before like it's the first time they're having this astronaut reserve so there's still room to adapt and it's not 100% clear how everything will go now but as of now they won't get the basic training but it can you know change in the next few months if at least they can take part in parts of it and not the full basic training, but um, yeah, first first parts. What they do right now is, you know, being at these kind of events, having press briefings, already working in kind of communication about ESA and and astronauts as a role, and having the possibility to, you know, repeat repeat, repeat <laughs> their medical and and all the certificates that they need in order to be actually valid yeah uh, sounds an astronaut
2: i mean i mean i think it's amazing to be in a position of uh, astronaut reserve but it sounds like a very bad combination of of things you have the responsibilities to repeat your medical certifications and have to do these press things even though this sounds interesting but without the benefits of actually going to space um, yeah in the worst case yeah (laughs) so i would probably do the same but it's (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it sounds you're like always
1: you're always not... sitting there waiting right hoping yeah, right. every time you hear the word that there is a new uh they, they are going to assign astronauts it's yeah it must be uh horrible uh terrifying and at the same time amazing
2: yeah exactly
0: yeah yeah um, the next one was then also briefly about if she can lose her status as, an ast- as a reserve astronaut. If she's picked for a mission, this, does she have to go, go through, you know, like all the yeah medicals and kind of certificates and all of this stuff again? Or is there, you know, yeah, that's the question, basically. And play it.
3: Ja, ich glaube, das sind zwei wichtige Komponenten. <lacht> Einmal natürlich, dass ich körperlich fit genug bin, dass mein Herz stark genug bleibt, und da arbeite ich auch dran, dass ich kontinuierlich Sport mache, mich gesund ernähre und natürlich nicht rauche und solche Geschichten ja. gehört ganz klar dazu. Ja. Aber was auch dazu gehört, ist ein polizeiliches Führungszeugnis zu haben, das ganz rein und sauber ist.
2: Space Crime.
3: <lacht> I mean, if she
1: commits in space, I think. She's out and about already. I think uh, she needs to take care of Yeah, sorry. Enrique, you wanted to repeat yeah, what she said, right? right. Oh, sorry. <laughs>
2: sorry. we <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. were <laughs> getting ahead of ourselves. <laughs> but it's a
2: nice teaser,
1: huh? What what did she I'm, say? I mean, what do you yeah, think? What did she Write she it into say? the comments.
0: <laughs> what do you think she said? Yeah. Um, yeah, so she mentioned two points that she has to make sure in in that moment that she has a clear police record like completely clear and everything's fine and uh the proof of fitness that she needs to provide so she takes care of that uh, in a way that she's you know not smoking being doing some fitness some sports and yeah that's that was basically it
2: another point yeah you have to stay fit you are not allowed to to smoke or <laughs> rob a bank things that Don't we do in our can't. spare time yes. <laughs> but but you still can't go to space because you're only in the reserve
1: yeah <laughs> you think at what time of her life she's gonna look back and think like oh, i was always so such a good such a good uh what is it even called i don't know good I, citizen I, I, a citizen, citizen exactly i, I always <laughs> yeah. behaved so well and now nothing yeah <laughs> for what I, For what did i do it
0: <laughs> i think i think her time will come i i'm pretty sure at one point there will be a mission that she will be assigned to. Maybe before we jump to the last question that I asked her, a brief summary of what she said during the press conference about the application process, because she summarized the whole process for us a little bit. Um, first of all, she mentioned that there were 23,000 applications and the process took one and a half years from you know handing in the CV, motivational letter, online questionnaire and the medical in the first step to actually being chosen. Um, and the So that was actually already the first step that I just explained. The second one was then that 1,400 people out of those 23,000 had to do a 10-hour test in front of a computer where they had to, you know, like just answer thousands of questions and had to keep their performance constantly high and that was kind of the challenging thing like 10 hours is a really long time and you know being focused and and concentrated the whole time was so like uh, a normal uh,
2: work day right
3: uh, <laughs> story what? of our life Tuesday I don't know about you <laughs> I have
0: three former
1: hours today
0: <laughs> yeah I'm also close to 10 hours now <laughs> <laughs> um no issue for check. us yeah <laughs> third one was a psychological round including teamwork and interviews with psychologists yeah think we can do that right
2: no, um, not.
0: Not. <laughs> nah, I'm just work. being be optimistic struggling. here. <laughs> 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 just being optimistic. The next one is a tricky one as well. That was the medical round, which took a week. So, for a whole week, they had to go through all different kinds of fitness and health tests, which uh, also sounded quite exhausting. And if you made it through that as well, uh, the last two rounds were simply, simply in question marks, I can't see it in quotation, (laughs) because it was kind of stress test interviews with multiple people. The last one was with the director general, but like those two phases, they had to talk to so many people, psychologists again, and all this kind of stuff. And my last question was with regards to that, because I was interested in doing the stress Test interviews. if there was also like a question that is still now kind of in her head, that still moves her because, you know, it was challenging to, to answer it and that's her response.
3: Wir dürfen nicht so viel drüber reden tatsächlich, um, aber ich picke jetzt einfach mal eine Frage raus, die mich tatsächlich auch bewegt hat. Mm-hmm. Um, die klingt jetzt auch gar nicht so schwierig, mm-hmm. aber ich wurde gefragt, was ich denn machen würde, wenn ich nicht genommen werde. Mm-hmm. Und ich habe mir gedacht, ja, hä, wieso? Ich mag mein Leben, ich finde es eigentlich ganz nett. Aber tatsächlich habe ich unterschätzt, dass dieser Bewerbungsprozess, nicht nur bei mir, aber auch bei den anderen, ich meine, du hast es ja auch selber mitgekriegt, je weiter man fortgeschritten ist, desto mehr hat es einen bewegt tatsächlich, Mhm. ohne dass man es wirklich gemerkt hat. Und man denkt dann schon anders über sein Leben nach. Also das war wahrscheinlich die Frage, die mich am meisten nachhaltig berührt hat.
0: So uh, she said that she was irritated by the question of what would you do if you're not if you're not get chosen to become an astronaut or an astronaut reserve. And she was like, um, well, I don't get it. I I like my life. Uh, It's all good. I'm happy. But she then also mentioned that. The further you are in this whole selection process the more it really moves you having this opportunity and moving towards this opportunity to actually become an astronaut so it changes the way you think about your life and the you know the the possibility you have and the the chance that is so close for you and so this is something she still even today kind of thinks about how this whole process already changed her attitude towards this question
1: yeah Right. Yeah, very interesting.
0: Maybe at the end, before we end this special episode, just uh, last remark, after this interview, there was like a panel discussion with a group of students, super smart kids from from schools um, in the area. And there was one girl... you can say nerds, it's fine. Yeah, just nerds is a a good (laughs) thing. (laughs) It was a, a room full of nerds. And there was one girl that really impressed me because she just, yeah, she kind of introduced herself and what she, the experiments she was working on for Jugendforst, like this German youth science competition. And her name is Patricia Oerter. If she ever listens to this episode, shout out to Patricia, because she worked last year on a project that was dealing with how can we reuse space junk, and she was kind of investigating whether we can send the space junk to the moon and kind of recycle it. There, which I found really interesting. And I haven't had the time yet, but I wanted to have a look in the internet and see her project proposal. It must be somewhere on Jugendforst and read about her findings. And the next one uh, that she's doing right now is actually that she's measuring the rotation of the Milky Way with the help of radio telescopes, which I'm also nice. like, okay, wow. I mean, she was, I don't know, 15, <laughs> yeah. maybe. And oh, I was yeah. like, Wow,
2: <laughs> like, like a <laughs> n- typical school project that you do on the side as a fifteen-year-old. Yeah, right? oh, I
0: know, right?
2: Some people do football, and <laughs> uh, some yeah, some people game a lot. You know,
1: a few early streamers, and some people just measure the Milky Way with radio telescopes. Right, just right. just a classic yeah. thing, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. But I hope she wins. That it sounded like she didn't win last time. Which fuck, she wins! With this. <laughs> of course she
1: wins. Yeah. <laughs> like, what do you think? Who, what else is in there? Like, <laughs> I guess.
0: Yeah, but Fosh, mean, to if... me,
1: is always like ah, one of those suckers winning like a book in the end. Like, why would you do the, go through all the trouble just buy the book? That's it. No,
0: a, you yeah. win cool things in the end. I think.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you yeah. if you're handed stuff like that, are you better? <laughs>
2: But but seriously, uh, I'm I'm also very impressed. So, Patricia, if you are listening to this, contact us and we will get you on the show and we will do an exclusive interview with you and your project. Special
0: episode is calling.
2: <laughs> Definitely,
0: absolutely. <laughs> we love special episodes.
1: <laughs> maybe maybe, okay.
0: you can maybe send it
1: to her. I mean, I don't know how it looks when you send something to a 15 year old girl, but I mean, why not? <laughs>
0: <laughs> you mean this podcast link? I <laughs> yes. do not have her contact details, but I may be able to find out through <laughs> the organization. I don't know. Yeah.
2: All right. I think we are out of time. Thank you so much for your summary of this press event. And I'm really hoping that we are getting invited with we, I mean you, (laughs) getting invited more often (laughs) to this kind of event with a a Swedish ambassador or some astronauts. I really, really love it. And I truly hope that Amelie is going to space because then we will be the most listened podcast uh, for uh, all astronauts. I assume <laughs> exactly, yeah
1: <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's not a lot of podcasts around with a future as to not on it, so uh yes,
2: absolutely, and uh, maybe maybe we can win uh, Amelie in the future uh, for a direct um, contribution for this podcast, maybe we can directly invite her sometime yeah. and um, from get space some <laughs> if from you space. listen to
0: us, amelie, if you listen to right. us, this is the official invite to join us for a recording and take part in the discussion exactly exactly so all <laughs> from bavaria <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> great uh
2: yeah great episode thank you so much for your input and uh talk to you later talk to you <laughs> next week i mean <laughs> <laughs> like next week yes next week <laughs> <laughs> bye bye
0: If you are hearing this message, you've listened to the entire episode of Tech Review. And for that, we want to thank you from the bottom of our hearts. We hope this new episode was valuable for you. And if it was, please leave us a review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you are listening to us right now. Share this episode with others who could also like it. Do you have a topic that you'd like to see covered in future episodes? Tell us in the comments or on social media. We hope you'll be back for the next Tech Review.